What is the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, and how does it affect your police hiring process? Let's discuss. Listen, those gifts are in the description for you. The Getting Started Workshop It's going to let you know exactly what every stage of the hiring process is going to look like, give you that inside tip, plus some added bonuses in there. You're going to love it. It's, it's what you need to start with. It's why we call it the Getting Started Workshop. Also, if you want to discuss something more specific to your hiring process with, with you and, and anything that might pertain to you individually, jump on a free coaching call with me. Both of these are my gift to you. I would gladly help you any way I can and do whatever we can to get you started off on the right foot or get you through your hiring process. Now, what is the Americans with Disabilities Act? Does it affect you? Do you have to disclose your disabilities during your police hiring process? And what counts as a disability or something that may disqualify you? Okay. So, First off, the Americans with Disabilities Act is actually your friend. It prevents you from having to disclose any of your disabilities with exceptions. All right. And here's those exceptions. One, if you are going to ask for reasonable accommodations for your disabilities, you're going to have to disclose those disabilities in order to request reasonable accommodations under the Americans with Disability Act. Also, if you have a disability and it is something that is asked specifically, specifically throughout the hiring process, such as you're filling out a medical waiver and it says, hey, you know, do you have do you have a, a heart device or do you have do you have some type of drug dependency, some prescription dependency, you know, something that you need to survive? A lot of times, if that's asked directly in your medical screening packet, you cannot lie because you cannot lie on your on your screening packets. But those aren't immediate disqualifiers. And honestly, in order to find out if it is a disqualifier, you can go onto the department's website usually and look up any of their immediate disqualifiers. A lot of departments are putting this on their disqualifier aspects now or questionnaires. So... Think about this. When you're going in, and let's start with your vision and hearing. Those are usually the two main things that are checked during your medical screening. You go in and you don't have you don't have the best vision, but you have corrected to, to the minimum standards of what you need to become a police officer. Do you need to disclose that? The answer is no. You do not need to disclose that as long as you're not asking for a reasonable accommodation. Same thing with your hearing. Say you wear a hearing aid all day, every day. But you, without a hearing aid, you can still meet the minimum standards, right? You're, you're a little hard to, of hearing, and but you can still meet the, the minimum standards in order to become a law enforcement officer with that department or agency. How does that, does that affect you? You don't have to disclose it as long as you're not asking for a reasonable accommodation. Now, I will give a caveat. A lot of, on the hearing aspect, a lot of the departments don't allow you to use a hearing aid regardless. You have to have, you have to have this amount of hearing, right? You must be able to hear, you know, no more than these decibel levels at these frequencies in order to pass, and you cannot use a hearing aid, right? But, but if you do have a hearing aid and you take it off for the test and you pass the test, do you need to disclose that you have a hearing aid? And the answer is no. 
No, because you can meet the minimum standards without it. So if you are considered a disabled veteran, this is another one I get asked all the time. Hey, I'm a disabled veteran. Do I need to disclose any of this to, to the department? And if they don't ask for it specifically, then the answer is no. Under the Americans with Disabilities Act, you do not need to disclose your disabilities to an employer unless you're asking for reasonable accommodation. See the trend here? It's kind of nice. It's one of those things. Now, there's a lot in the ADA, and there's a lot that that you need to dive into. We're not diving into it all right now. Some things may pertain to you. Some things may not. But the general consensus is that if you're not asking for that reasonable accommodation, you do you do not need to disclose it as long as it's not a disqualifying factor. If you have a disqualifying factor and then you go in and say, hey, um, you get accepted and you fail to disclose it and you say, hey, I got this issue, you're not, you're not going to be protected as under any employment protection. So keep that in mind. Another thing, and I've seen this firsthand, let's jump back to... Um, Let's just jump back to if you're if you're a veteran or say you got a injury at another place of employment, right? It doesn't even have to be the military, just any place of employment. And you go in and you say, hey, I passed the medical screening, did everything. Hey, you know what? I spoke with my doctor. I have a bad back. Um, I need to be put on on some type of desk duty or I need to be put in some type of investigation realm as a reasonable accommodation be, due to my injury and my disability. The ADA does not work that way. I've actually seen an officer lose his job because of that, because he failed to disclose a, a prior injury. And then he said that that injury impeded his ability to perform his duties. So therefore, he asked for a reasonable accommodation thinking under the ADA, they'd have to grant it, but they do not have to grant that a reasonable accommodation under the ADA if that injury occurred, one, somewhere else, and two, you failed to disclose it while going through the process, and then you try to claim that that exemption or that ADA um, privilege. There you go, that ADA privilege during, during your employment. So uh, unfortunately, this individual winded up getting hired on. He was on for a little while, started having some, some medical issues from a prior injury. And he winded up saying, Hey, you know, um, you know, I'm categorized as, you know, having a disability due to, due to this injury, uh, under the ADA, I'm asking for reasonable accommodations. And the department said, Hey, sorry, it's this injury wasn't caused by us. And now, now you can't perform your duties that we hired you for. Therefore, we are going to have to let you go. And it was it was 100% legal. And there's nothing that that individual could do. Now, it did work out for that individual. And, you know, at that point in time, we had a great chief and he allowed he allowed that individual to actually stay on long enough to get another job um, in a sector that was more conducive to to his limitations. But it was... It was something that that he failed to consider. He thought he understood the ADA and how it would apply to him, but it doesn't quite work out that way. It has protections for for individuals with disabilities, but at the same point in time, if you try to leverage it to benefit you in, say, a promotion capability or or a reassignment capability, it's not going to work. You still need to be able to do your your function and your your assigned responsibilities. So. So what's that mean while you're going through the process? If you're allowed to ask for a reasonable accommodation, and you'll see any any government job authorizes reasonable accommodations, but the term here is reasonable, 
right? You have to remember that it needs to be a reasonable accommodation. If you say, hey, I want to become a police officer, but I can't walk or do you know, PT and you need to go through the police academy, that's not going to cut it. They're just going to say you're disqualified. Whereas you say, hey, I need a reasonable accommodation where I need to take a certain medication, right? This medication helps me with whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. This medication helps me with whatever. And, and it's not, it doesn't prevent you from performing the functions or lack of taking it will, will just demolish your ability to perform the duties. Then that's a reasonable accommodation and they'll grant it. And it's usually just a medical waiver and you're good to go and you slide it right through. But be careful, be careful. Most people overlook the medical aspect because they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in shape or, or I'm good. Or, or most people are really worried about the medical aspect because there's something that's in their past or something that's right now. And they're saying, hey, is this going to affect my chances? You just have to take into consideration what, what is a dis disqualifying factor. If it is a disqualifying factor... And, and you have that, then becoming a law enforcement officer is going to be difficult for you as long as you have that, that factor present. If it's something that can be reasonably accommodated, it's as simple as a waiver. Or if it's something that you don't need accommodations for and you just say, hey, this is an issue that I have, but it's not going to affect my daily duties, right? Then you don't even need to disclose it. So keep that in mind. As always, remember those gifts are down in the description, the Getting Started Workshop, everything you need to know about each phase of the hiring process and how and how it works, excuse me. And then the one-on-one -on -one call with myself, I would gladly sit down, discuss the specifics of your hiring process and any concerns you have or any direction you need to go. So as always, stay safe and I will see you next time.